Well, good morning. We're on week two here uh, for our sermon series on who is the Holy Spirit. Hope you've enjoyed. So far last week, uh, Pastor Mark talked uh, about who is the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit is God. Holy Spirit is a person, not like the force, not like an it person. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in you. Amen. The Holy Spirit lives in each person who calls himself a follower of Jesus, who has said yes to Jesus. So Pastor Mark went on to say some of the things the Holy Spirit does in our lives. What does the Holy Spirit do in your life? Well, he gives life. He cleanses us, cleans us out. He guides us. He encourages us. He gives us his peace. He gives us his strength. And I know we need God's strength. He provides us power to be followers of Jesus Christ and to follow the call God has on our lives. So I was thinking about, you know, how do we reconcile following God? We have God the Father, and we have God the Son, Jesus Christ, and then we have the Holy Spirit. Have you ever wondered, how does it all work together? How do we reconcile all the following different gods? The Trinity can be sometimes a little confusing. So I was thinking of a <clears throat> way to be able to explain that. We can put that up on the screen. If we have that, I'll read it to you. It says, to experience an ongoing relationship with God the Father, God the Father, through Jesus Christ, a personal relationship with him, in the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's the only way God intends us to live the Christian life. Can we read that together as a church? I think that would be worth doing it, okay? Let's go ahead and read it together, nice and loud now. And I'm a little sick, so I'm a little deaf. I can't hear anything right now. So I need you to really shout it out. Let's go ahead. Ready, go. To experience an ongoing relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit is the only way God intends us to live the Christian life. So... I think that's a pretty good reminder for us how to have a Trinitarian worship, to be able to have a biblical worship of our Lord. And today I'm going to be talking about the third person of the Trinity. And when I say third person, it doesn't mean he's any less than the other two. Uh, today I'm going to be talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And being filled with the Holy Spirit is so, so important. It's the only way we can have a relationship with God. It's the only way we can do what God has called us to do. And for my personal testimony, I, I love to be able to talk about how God has helped me to worship him because, only because of the Holy Spirit. And so I became a Christian when I was 19. I <clears throat> said yes to Jesus and my sins were forgiven. I had the Holy Spirit living in me to be able to say yes to Jesus. And I went off. I kind of backslid for a few years. I didn't get plugged into any kind of a church. And so I was doing my own thing, and I ended up being more unhappy than I was at the beginning. I wanted to do the right thing. I just didn't have the power to do it. And so my friend Chris called me, and he said, Max, I think I know what your problem is. I said, what's my problem? He said, you're not living in the power of the Holy Spirit. 
So he told me all about the Holy Spirit. And he said, you know, you need to be living with his power instead of your own. So we prayed on the phone to be able to be filled with the Holy Spirit, hung up the phone. I said, wow, that's awesome. I remember thinking, why didn't you tell me about the Holy Spirit three years ago? (laughs) I'm sure he did. (laughs) And then, just so happens, later on that week, I was invited out to, it was a big um, worship night out in Makaha, out at the hotel out there. And so I went out, we were worshiping, and the speaker there was talking about being baptized or being filled with the Holy Spirit. And he said, anybody who wants to stand up, and I'm going to pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So I said, yes, that's me. Stood up, put my hands out. And as he prayed for us to be filled, I really felt something different, something I'd never felt, something supernatural. I felt as if jolts of energy... (laughs) actually, or electricity were coming through my hands, and I felt physically like manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And I just felt an overwhelming sense of love come over me. And I remember I was kind of shaking a little bit, and I've told this story before, and I was kind of acting a little weird. And when I opened my eyes, everybody else in the whole place was sitting down. (laughs) They had already sat (laughs) And I don't know if I was doing that for five minutes or 25 minutes, no. But I was kind of shame, but it was okay because I was like, yeah, that was awesome. So at my brother's church later on that Sunday, the same week, I went to church and I walked into church and guess what the pastor was talking about? The baptism or the filling of the Holy Spirit. And so he said, anybody want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Come on up. I'm going to pray for you. So a lot of us went up front and kneeled down, and I just put my hands out like this, and I just started crying like I never cried before. Everything came out, all the hanabaras, everything. I would like that right now. Just everything, like, emptied out. And they gave me a bunch of tissue, and I remember seeing a vision. It was really amazing. I saw this vision of these mountains, and I remember telling the pastor, oh, I saw these mountains. Mountains, you know, I don't know what that means. Like, what is, anyway, it was, it was awesome. So the Holy Spirit since that day has really been the power in my life to be able to worship and follow Jesus, to be able to have an ongoing relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ. And it's made all the difference in me. And so I'm so excited about that. You know, to cap off the story, I went maybe about a year later on a mission trip to the country of Kyrgyzstan in the Middle East. And the last day of our three-week mission trip, I branched out and I went on this picnic with these Russian guys. And so we drove up three hours into the mountains. And as we were driving, I was sitting in the back seat, and guess what I saw? The picture of those mountains that God showed me that night. So when we were there, we were up in the mountains and we're... Just, they didn't talk a lot of, speak a lot of English. I didn't speak any Russian. And we're trying to communicate and just have fun. And there was a river there. And I said, oh, you know, I'm from Hawaii. There was also a waterfall. It was an awesome place. And I said, oh, I like to, you know, body surf. I'm just going to jump in this river. And they're like, not a good idea, right? And I said, no, don't worry, I can do it. And so I 
<clears throat> jumped in the river, and immediately, whoo, <laughs> got swept down. And I'm flying down this river, and I catch a rock, a boulder, and I'm holding onto the rock. But as I'm holding onto the rock with one hand, guess what? I feel my pants coming off. <laughs> and so I'm going to have to make a decision here. Do I want to be, like, completely naked and live? <laughs> Or just not be shamed and just die, you know, go down the river. <laughs> but God's grace, he gave me both. <laughs> and somehow I got, and I made it to this boulder, and they're looking at me like their eyes are this big. Like, we told you not to do this. And then they made a chain, and then they brought me back. We skipped over a few rocks. It was awesome, and I lived. Praise the Lord. The power. <clears throat> so... That's my testimony about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's my desire that God would continue to work in all of us as we're on this journey following Jesus to constantly be filled. You know, let me go ahead and if you have, write it in your notes. Being filled with the Holy Spirit means this. Number one, God desires that we are all filled with the Holy Spirit. Did you know that every Christian has the Holy Spirit living in them? But not every Christian is filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me repeat that. Did you know every Christian has the Holy Spirit living in them? But not every Christian has the Holy Spirit living, filled. Not every Christian is filled with the Holy Spirit. But God desires that every single person who calls himself a follower of Jesus Christ would be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5.18 says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled. That's what the Bible says. And it isn't a one-time thing. The word filled there is used in the present continuous form, present continuous tense, and it means to go on being filled over and over and over again. Go on being filled. Don't stop. God wants us to go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? Why do we need to go on being filled? We're kind of like leaky buckets, I've heard it put that way. And so you have a bucket. It just was at a car wash. And, you know, we had to refill the buckets all the time with the soap and dirty poured out. But it would be so terrible if it was a leaky bucket, right? But that's like we, we're like leaky buckets. We've filled up poured out, or the water is used in the right way, and we got to fill it up again. Or, I've heard it said, we're like these helium balloons. Birthday party, you see the helium balloons, awesome, graduation balloon, and then after a week or so, you start to see the balloons fade, end up on the ground. So every day, in fact, every minute, minute by minute, God wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. How do we do that? We simply talk to God. We simply ask. Simply ask. We say, Father, would you please fill me with your Holy Spirit? Would you please, Holy Spirit, come and fill me up? Jesus, I need you right now. Would you come and take over right now by your Spirit? When you wake up first thing in the morning, you roll out of bed, before you even open your eyes, come and fill me up. I need you this morning more than ever. Before you walk into a meeting, Holy Spirit, I need you. It's going to be a hard one. I need you. Would you fill me up? 
before you go to sleep. Hey, Holy Spirit, as I'm sleeping, would you fill me up that I would have your dreams, that I would be able to get your rest? Would you come and minister to me as I'm sleeping even? Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Maybe you say, yeah, I've already done that, been there, done that. But God is saying, don't stop. Be filled over and over and over again. Luke 3.16, John the Baptist. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come. The straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Baptism. What does it refer to? Baptism means to be able to be not just drizzled like with the water or not even bloop. Baptism means to be completely absorbed. It means to be soaked. It means to be drenched. Just like I said, the car wash those, you have the big sponges to wash the car. You get, get them out after a year of not doing the car wash. What do the sponges look like? They're old and crusty and dry. Looks like no water in them would, would ever be able to absorb any water. Put it in, you soak it in there, you leave it in there. Wow, you drench it out, you wring it out. <clears throat> Got to re-drench it, just let it sit in there. Wow, look how much water you can, this sponge can hold. Same thing with us. God wants us to be just like those sponges, full of the Holy Spirit. He desires that we be baptized and filled to overflowing that we'd be soaked in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's number one. Number two, when you're filled with the Spirit, you will be in step with the Spirit. When you're filled with the Spirit, you'll be in step with the Spirit. Galatians 5, 16. So I say, walk by the Spirit. Paul's talking to the Galatian church. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And what does it look like to be in step with the Holy Spirit? Those are the acts of the flesh. This is what it, means, what it looks like to be in step with the Spirit. This is much better. Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Verse 25, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. This was our wedding verse. Vanessa put this on top of our wedding invitations, and I think it's because she wanted me to always be reminded. She painted this on the steps of our home. <laughs> He says, my husband really needs to learn this. I really want him to get this and never forget it. That was our wedding verse. But every day we all have a choice to make, to live by the flesh 
or to live by the Spirit, what would you rather live by? The Spirit. I know for myself, for my future, for the destiny God has called me to, I want to live by the Spirit. I want the fruit of the Holy Spirit in my life. I like that list, the second one, much better. And I know we all do. But if we want that, that we need to intentionally do what? We need to intentionally walk with, live in, and keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 5 says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. What is your mind set on? Flesh or the Spirit? Most of all, the Holy Spirit will help you experience God's love. God's love is poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants us to experience a loving relationship with Jesus Christ. We went through our Not a Fan campaign as we're following. Learn to be followers instead of fans, but we can't do it on our own strength, right? We need the power of the Holy Spirit. So as you are walking in step with the Holy Spirit, you're connected into that relationship and you produce fruit. You don't know how it happens. Like I didn't know how to do it in my own strength. But once I was walking in step with the Holy Spirit, I start to see this loving relationship, this connection be really strong. And all of a sudden, fruit start popping up in different areas of my life. Now, as I choose to walk on my own, sometimes I say, God, I don't need you. Holy Spirit, don't worry, I got it on my own. It's like that power source. You just knock out the power source. And then I say, sorry, Heavenly Father, I'm so sorry, Holy Spirit. I'm going to walk in step with you. Let's go into this day together. Let's do this right now together. Then I have the power, amen, to follow Jesus, to enjoy that enjoy is a key word, to enjoy that time with Jesus each day, to spend my whole day with Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember a few months ago, I preached on <clears throat> being connected to the vine. John 15, 5, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do Nothing. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Wow, that's so powerful. Can that really happen, Pastor Max? Can you ask whatever you wish and it's going to be done? God is amazing and supernatural and he wants us to be able to tap in to his supernatural power source. When we're connected to the vine, watch what God does in your life. Watch the places he takes you. Watch what he does within you to transform you and transform the lives of other people around you. That's the spirit-filled life. That's what it means to walk in step with the Holy Spirit. And that's the life God offers each of us. We need the Holy Spirit. We can't live without him. And when we don't need him, and we're not filled with his power, it has big consequences in our lives and in our churches. You know, for us, the worst thing we can do is, and we all have good intentions, we want to serve the Lord, but to serve the Lord 
apart from him, not connected to the power source, we end up being dry like those sponges. We end up doing it kind of with a hard heart, and you get so burnt out, and you see grumpy Christians everywhere, and everybody's complaining. And, you know, I've been there before. You know, we cannot want, just because we know we want to serve and we want to help out, no, this is not a service club. (laughs) We're not doing that just to get things done. We're doing that so all of us can be closer with the Lord together, closer with one another, that we would be able to love one another and they would know that we're Christians by our love. When they come, people come here, they would say, wow, that church is so connected to the vine. They're walking in step with the Holy Spirit. I just felt something different. And I could feel that this morning as we were worshiping. And I sense the Holy Spirit here now speaking to us, speaking to you. Is it possible? Can I be tapped into this power source? Yes, I want some of that. That's number two in step with the Spirit. Number three, you will be filled with God's power for what? To be a witness for Jesus. You'll be filled with God's power to be a witness. The book of Acts, chapter one, we read how Jesus is speaking to his disciples. These are his last commands before, his last instructions before going up to heaven, before leaving earth. What did he tell them? Acts one. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift. Wow, the Holy Spirit's gift talked about all throughout the Old Testament. But wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. Jesus spoke to his disciples about the pouring out of his spirit after he leaves. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid them from their sight. That's how he's going to come back one day. We're going to see Jesus in the clouds. Could be any day. Wait for the gift my father had promised. You'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And when you are, what's going to happen to you? You're going to receive power, supernatural power, that you would be witnesses. That's what happened to the disciples. In fact, all of them were witnesses. 11 out of the 12 were actually killed for their faith. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to what? Speak in other tongues as the Spirit had enabled. A supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Acts 2, 12. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, oh, they've had too much wine. These guys are just drunk. Then Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd, fellow Jews, And all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people aren't drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Peter went on. Acts 2, 32. 
God had raised this Jesus to life, he went on to explain, and we are all witnesses of it. The resurrection. We've been with the resurrected Jesus. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out, he has poured out what you now see and hear. What were the people's reaction? Acts 2.37. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart. I like that expression. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Pointed right to Jesus. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise, God's promise, the promise is for who? It's for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to that, their number that day. Would you like to receive God's power to be a witness for Jesus? I think all of us would say, yes, that's me, I want that. Because we know how hard it is to be a witness, to be salt and light in this world that is really hard, really darkened. We know that it's not easy being a witness for Jesus. You know, a lot of times we want to hide out just like the disciples were doing, right? Oh, Jesus, our leader was killed. We're going to be next. What are they going to do to us? What are they going to say to us if they find out we're a Christian in our workplace? If I talk, if I pray for somebody, is that going to be so embarrassing? Is it going to be so shameful if I stand up? Say, you know what? This is how... My belief in Jesus Christ. This is how our family does things. You know, just like the disciples. But God has such a good plan for us. He has so much grace upon our lives. He wants to pour out his grace. He wants to give us a new baptism this morning, a new baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. He wants to burn away all the stuff in our lives that we don't need like that first list. We don't need any of that. And he wants us to start living the fruit of the Spirit popping out in our lives. And just like the disciples, he wants to see the Holy Spirit overflowing in our lives and God's supernatural power start to happen. Would you desire that God's supernatural power would overtake your life? In the Old Testament, the Spirit of God, he came upon particular people at particular times for particular things. But in the New Testament, the New Testament, the promise is for everyone. Jesus has poured out his spirit, and he's offering himself to you, to each one of us, to everyone. And that includes you. Yes, you. Number four, you can write it in your notes if you want. All of us are invited to be filled with the Holy Spirit. All of us. Each each one of us are invited to share in God's promise. John 7, 37, 
On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. What did he mean? By this, he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. That's us. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. But we live in that day where the Spirit has been given. He has been poured out to us. Revelation twenty-two seventeen: The Spirit and the bride say, come. Like Pastor Mark said, that prayer, that ancient prayer. The Spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who wishes to take the free gift of the water of life. Would you be somebody who desires the gift of God's Spirit this morning? You know, sometimes we don't think we're eligible for it. You know, we have certain fears or obstacles. We think, oh, it just can't happen. And we practice something in Alpha. We have Holy Spirit Day. And we have a day just like we're going to do in a little while where we have time just to be able to pray and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so I love that day. I love that weekend because we get to see God's power manifest. You know, Pat Funai, he's right there. He went through the Alpha Course. He really didn't have a relationship with God at all through Jesus. He was somebody who kind of was just coming to church for his family, just doing it out of obligation and duty. He came through the Alpha Course. He met Jesus Christ. He said yes. On the day of the Holy Spirit retreat, I remember we were praying, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit as he was praying, and he said, you know, he's never been somebody who was a crier, but he was just shedding these warm tears. He felt this warmth, like this glow around his face and around his heart, like this heat, and God just melted him and softened his heart, filled him with the Holy Spirit. Isn't that awesome? Continuing to serve, meeting with small groups and leading small groups, Pat is just like following Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. Carrie's soul, she did not believe in Jesus. She started dating Nelson's soul. She's pregnant. She's going to give birth any day now. Carrie was praying to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came and filled her. On a separate occasion, she was helping us lead. We had a leaders meeting where we were practicing the filling of the Holy Spirit. God filled her, and she said she felt a heat in her hands. She prayed for Elise. Elise's knee was healed the next day. It was amazing. God is filling all of us, each one of us who says, yes, I'd like to be filled. You know, a lot of times we doubt, say, I'm maybe somebody who won't be filled. If I ask, I know I'm not going to receive him. Or you might be somebody who has some fears. What's going to happen to me, Pastor Max, if I pray this prayer? I'm scared what I don't know. Or maybe you're feeling inadequate, like, oh, you know what, Pastor Max, I'm not worthy. If you knew what I was like, you know the Holy Spirit wouldn't come and fill me. Don't believe those lies for a second. Luke chapter 11, verse 9. So I say to you, Jesus said, 
ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone, for everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What is he talking about? Verse 11, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Instead, Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Should we ask him, church? Let's go ahead. Would you go ahead and stand up? We're going to have a time now where we're going to give our church an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to come and baptize, come and fill us. Maybe the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. and You're saying, you know, yeah, I'd love to be able to tap into that Spirit-filled power, Spirit-filled life, the only way God intends us to live. If that's you, just go ahead and bow your heads. If that's you, I'm going to ask just like that, Dave. Would you put your hands out? If that's not you, that's fine. But if that's you and you like that as a gift that the Father has promised, would you show God that, that your heart is asking for that? And you would just put your hands out as a sign of receiving God's gift? We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come now. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. You give good gifts to your children. And Lord, you give the Holy Spirit in full measure to those who ask. If that's you, church, that you would be somebody right now who desires to be filled, to be baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit this morning, afresh, anew, then you would simply ask. Go ahead and ask him. Come and fill me. Lord, would you please fill me with your Holy Spirit? Come, Holy Spirit. Pray that ancient prayer. And we just rest. We're just going to not go anywhere for a few minutes right now. Come, Holy Spirit. The Lord might be speaking to your heart certain things. He might be giving you a vision of something. He might be just overwhelming you with a sense of his love a sense of his acceptance a sense of forgiveness that's just washing over your heart you might feel a physical manifestation a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit come and pour yourself out Lord on our church this morning Sometimes I think we don't spend enough time just simply resting in the Spirit. A little bit different this morning. I think it's needed and I think it's good. Hope God doing some good things in you, in your heart. Continue to, as you go home, as you leave this place, Minute by minute, 
be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? The ongoing, lifelong journey with Him. May you be blessed. May your family be blessed. And you continue to walk in the power of the Spirit. Continue to be filled to overflowing that you would be a witness somebody today in your life maybe in your workplace maybe in your family you would be filled with power be able to be a witness to them about how good he is how he's changed your life what he's doing in your heart how he's filled you with his spirit what he's done for you on the cross through his resurrection be a witness to that in Jesus name Amen.